My lords, ladies and gentlemen, father of the bride, mother of the free, daughter of the regiment, Dombian son, your host, the president of the Vegetarian Association for the Preservation of the Nut Rizzle, wishes to take carriage use with all the ladies present. Please be upstanding. The toast is Run Hole! And in this edition, you'll be able to meet the Mango Brothers, assisted by Doris in Thrills and Spills on the McGillicuddy Pudding. <laughs> There'll be a song or two from Musty Jack Spong, radio's yodeling chicken sexer. <laughs> Music in the modern manner from Salvador Lip and his Latin American thing. <laughs> and bringing up the rear will be the Reverend Barney Grote and his band of exploding nudists. <laughs> Here is your master of ceremonies, Kenneth, some mothers do have them, Hall. Well, hello again. That was Douglas Smith, the man of whom it is often said. <laughs> and quite rightly, too. Although he says he can prove he was home in bed at the time. Now, for the answers to last week's questions, first, the spot the ball contest. It was, of course, in the top left-hand corner of the photograph, and not where you suggested Mr. Gruntfattig of Hoxton. <laughs> I took it up with Jimmy Greaves himself, who <laughs> said it was physically impossible. And besides, uh, he always wore baggy shorts. <laughs> now, the uh, second question was on food. And the answer came in several parts as follows. You bottle it, you can it, and you stuff it. <laughs> Not necessarily in that particular order. <laughs> Uh, part B of the question, well, you have to preserve it, of course. Now, preferably in a dark cupboard, otherwise the wasps get at it. And uh, experience shows that wasps very rarely get at it in a dark cupboard. <laughs> well, so much for the educational part of our show. Smith, make the announcement. Yes, sir. And now, brutal, sensual oh. Douglas Smith. <laughs> he of the flaring nostrils and smoking ears. Not conventionally pretty, but attracted to a certain kind of woman. Shouldn't that be, uh, shouldn't that be attractive to a certain kind of woman? No, things have been bad lately. Oh. <laughs> One day the world will know my story, but in the meanwhile, it's the Kenneth Horn Theatre of Suspense. The human mind has been called a dustbin of the emotions. Come with me now, exploring your dustbin. <laughs> Under the fish heads and the potato peelings of the conscious, down, down into the depths where lurks something nasty wrapped in a newspaper. Open the paper and you will find yourself in... <laughs> The Twilight Sanctum. My name is Dr. Poke Nodule. <laughs> I think it's an anagram for London Docks, but I'm not sure. <laughs> However, we in the family always pronounce it Parnell or Stuke Hazley. <laughs> 
depending on how drunk we are. <laughs> but for the purposes of this story, I shall call myself Jones. I had known Jessica Longtippet for years. In fact, I attended her mother during her last confinement. Six months in Holloway for <laughs> setting fire to a policeman without a license on an even date. When uh, Jessica met Gaylord Montefiore, I was naturally worried. The Montefiores were a strange family. And young Gaylord... That's me. I'm Gaylord. <laughs> me. He was the strangest of them all. <laughs> a moody, saturnine man, a brutal, scowling beast, a great, hulking, ugly... Here, wait a minute, ducky. Here. I can't be doing with all that. I can't play a gay lord. It's bad for me image. You see, I'm a much-loved figure. I'm a freckle-faced kid. You know, the boy next door type. I'm a wholesome family entertainer. People see me as sort of butch Mary Poppins. <laughs> no. No, I mean, I've got the public to think of. Yeah. The public yeah. what? The... the... <laughs> The masses who worship me. The little people for whom I'm a hope and a symbol. I have a sacred trust. Oh, trust. Tr trust. <laughs> with a... That's uh, with a T on it. Yes. With a T, you see. I can't be ugly and scowling. However hard I try, nature hasn't equipped me for it. I haven't got the equipment, you see, ducky. <laughs> ducky. I'm your... No, I'm your perennial Peter Pan. I can fly. I can fly. Oh, throw a bucket of water over him somewhere. <laughs> Very rude. Look, uh, Ken. Look, Ken, I'm sorry. It's either Gaylord or Jessica Longtooth. Oh, well, you have to make sacrifices for your art. It's all down to the old Isles grass, your art is. <laughs> May I continue? Yes, certainly. Don't let me interrupt you. <laughs> Briefly, then. <laughs> To recap, Jessica Longtippet married the strange Gaylord and he whisked her off to gloomy Montefiore Hall, somewhere in the bleak west riding of Cricklewood. From the moment they arrived, he treated her badly. Whoa, Did you enjoy the ride, dear? Yes, thank you, Jessica. Well, would you get off my back now? Yeah. <laughs> This is Montefiore Hall, my dear, your new home. Welcome home, Master Gaylord. <laughs> uh, oh, Gaylord, who is it? That man with the boats in his neck. This is Mandegast, the butler. I made him from a monster do-it-yourself kit. I made up nicely, ain't I? He takes his orders only from me. As you see, he's a simple, ugly creature, but loyal. How is he with visitors? Since we've had him, we don't get many visitors. <laughs> Mandagast, this is your new mistress. Thank you, master. <laughs> you always bring me something nice back from London. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, my little booty. <laughs> Old man de Gast will show you a thing or two. <laughs> my word, you're a plump little thing, aren't you? 
Mandergast likes some plum. Uh, 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 tell him to put me down, Gaylord. Drop it, Mandergast. That boy, stop it or you'll go back in your box. <laughs> this lady is my wife. I want you to treat her as you did the others. Yes, master. Come here, my lovely. Mandergast won't hurt you. <laughs> Mandagas, I'll tell you when. Come on, my dear, let me show you your new home. What's that? A wolf? Only sometimes. <laughs> Most of the time, it's cousin George. George, I'm back! <laughs> yeah. uh, good, 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 good werewolf. Down, boy. Werewolf? Yes, ah, look at him. He's bought a pair of slippers in his mouth. Yes, but there's someone still wearing them. <laughs> oh, Gaylord, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Don't worry. I think he's taken to you. Look, he's rolling over on his back. He wants you to rub his wear belly. Ah, look at his wear leg, going like the clappers. <laughs> ah, bless him. Dinner is served, master. Shall I set a place for Mr. George, or will he be having a bone under the table? Oh, George, what are you going to do? I have decided to change for dinner. What is on the menu tonight, Mandergast? Iron loot, tower frog, wool of bat and tongue of dog. With chips. <laughs> well, it's all the same to you. I think I'll have something out of a tin. Oh, what have we got tinned? Weed killer. <laughs> well, shall we go in? Would you take my arm, dear? I'll follow in five minutes. At first, Jessica noticed nothing out of the ordinary, but as time went on, Gaylord began to behave more and more strangely. Jessica went into a decline. You don't seem well, my dear. You haven't touched the nice cup of arsenic Commander Gas prepared. I think someone's put cocoa in it. Nonsense. <laughs> Nonsense. Your mind is beginning to wander. What? Listen. Listen. There it goes again. What? I can't hear anything. Listen. The organ. That damned organ. Every night it starts like that and then... There it goes again. What does it mean? What does it mean? It means that Friday night is Blackpool night. <laughs> Thank you. Calm yourself, my dear. It's all in the mind. I want to see a doctor. a doctor. Why won't you let me see a doctor? But I will. In fact, I have him here. Our own family physician, kindly old Dr. Ghoul's creature. He's hanging about outside from a beam. Come in, doctor. <laughs> Oh, what a beautiful white neck you have, my dear. What beautiful, full red lips. I know, a lot of people compliment me on them. <laughs> He's not talking to you, William. Oh, I'm sorry I spoke. <laughs> 
Come here, my pretty one. No, no, don't back away. Surely you're not frightened. What is it that frightens you? Merely the fact that I'm trying to sink my fangs into your neck. Oh, that helps. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to test your reflexes, my dear. Now, if I tap you here and here and here and here and here hey! and here... And here. Yes, thank you. You've made you've made an old vampire very happy. <laughs> Keep on with the treatment. That'll be a guinea. Well, I must fly. I'll see you to the belfry. Where's the phone? Oh, please help me. Please help me. Help me. Hello, Dr. Pope Nodule here. This is Jessica Montefiore, nay long tippet. Doctor, doctor, you're the only one I can turn to. Gaylord is trying to get rid of me. I'm in a house full of vampires, werewolves. There's a mad subhuman butler poisoning my food. He's trying to drive me mad. You must help. Yeah, but why? He seems to be doing all right on his own. <laughs> Not him, me. You must come at once. Will you... Will I what? I said, will you... Ah! Oh, Lord's just come into the room. That was a very stupid thing to do, my dear. I'm afraid you know too much. Mandagast. Yes, Master. I have a little friend for you to play with. No, no. Thank you, Master. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we got the best out of that. <laughs> you, you'll enjoy, you'll enjoy a little game, won't you, Mandagas? Oh yes, master. No. Now. <laughs> come here, my dear. <laughs> not so fast, not so fast, Montefiore. The jig is up. The house is completely surrounded by one slow-witted village constable. <laughs> has orders to run you down with his bicycle if you try to escape. Oh, never take me alive. I'm getting out and I'm taking Jessica with me. One move and I shoot. Oh, will you? Oh, oh. 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 Ah. Oh, ah. I'm going. Yes. I'm going with a love that's ever going. To that cold black mammy of a And there our story ends <laughs> in a high key. And good riddance to it. Now it's time for a track from the new LP Songs for Senile Lovers. Sung by the Fraser Hayes Four. Are you the type of a lady that I want to spend my life with? The kind I share all my happiness and troubles and my strife with. Do you have all of the qualities a guy could ever hope for? Can't rush because the situation is the one I might look for. I must know. Must know. Will you be good for me or be bad? I must know. I must know. Every thought is driving me mad. If you should. 
decide what is right for us. Will you be understanding? Are you content with a simple life loaded with ambition? Where is that secret ingredient that's known as intuition? Trends in music. Last year, the readers of the Melody Express voted our next guest, Rambling Sid Rumpo, the man most likely to. <laughs> Since then, he has frequently. But he's managed to repair it with sticky tape and is with us again tonight. Good evening, Rambling Sid. Oh, hello, me dearie for it's over the open road where the wind blows free and I've plighted me lummock to a tall pine tree. <laughs> Well, it's uh, up to you, of course, but look out for the woodpeckers. <laughs> now, uh, what have you got to sing for us this week? Well, I've been having a dip in me gander bag. <laughs> and I've come up with a traditional Cornish cider bottler's song, which they sing in loo and pop. <laughs> I sing it whilst they're bottling their scrumpy. The head bottler, or great nadger, squats on his groat stool, and the apprentice bottlers, or bogle twisters... <laughs> so-called because it is their function to twist their bogles, stand round in a circle, passing his bottle from hand to hand. Then one of them secretes it, and the great... The great... Yes, and the great nadger, feigning dismay, offers them the traditional groat if they'll give him his bottle back, but they say him nay. And so he offers them a fine plucked grummet, and then they let him have it. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't blame them, really, can you? Now, you see, then they all link arms and dance about, singing the Cornish scrumpy dance, which goes as follows. <clears throat> oh, who will come and add you in this fine night with a fall roll rumple me boodle oh. With your splee a-glowing in the bright moonlight With a fall doll daffy up me doodle-o 
Hey down, dumpy o, oh, sixteen pints of scrumpy o, oh, drink it up, me boys, with a one and two. Hey down, dairy down, sink it down, drink it down, once round the maypole, and it's off to loo. <laughs> And who could fail to be stirred by that? <laughs> Shaken, yes, but not stirred. Well. <laughs> well, the prevalent mood is still back to the 40s, and nowadays we're getting all nostalgic about powdered eggs and Geraldo. <laughs> the 40s when Kathy Kirby was called Vera Lynn. <laughs> When Eddie Braden's suits were in fashion. <laughs> when Kenneth Williams was known as Wee Georgie Wood. <laughs> and when Gladys was young. <laughs> also back in fashion are the revivals of the stiff upper lip, get one for me, Johnny, you can't send a boy like me up in a crate like that. The rear gunner's copped a package, sir. We'll have to make it back on one wing when this ghastly business is all over, Evadne. We'll go away somewhere together type of film. <laughs> And here is an excerpt from one now, starring Dame Celia Millstrangler and aging juvenile Binky Huckerback. Must you, Charles? Must you? You know I must. I don't like it, Charles. I don't like it at all. Neither do I, Fiona. But it's got to be done. Somebody's got to do it. When, when you're up there, do you think of me down here? <laughs> thinking, thinking of you up there. Constantly. <laughs> Never-endingly, finger-drummingly, heart-poundingly, breath-holdingly, toe-curlingly, stomach-going-overly. <laughs> and you, Fiona, when you're down here, do you think of me up there, thinking of you down here? Thinking of me up there? Down here? Yes, Charles. I know. I know you know. I know you know I know. Yes, I know. And yet, when I open my mouth, the words just won't come. Why not, Charles? I speak through my nose. Hold me, darling. Hold me. Oh, Charles, Charles. I wish we could stay like this forever. There's the alarm. I must go. Must you, Charles? Must you? I have to do what I have to do. And you have to do what you have to do. We both have to do what we have to do. On our own. Perhaps one day... We'll be able to do what we have to do together. <laughs> Goodbye, Fiona. Is, is my cap on straight? Yes, Charles. I shall always remember you standing there in your uniform. So calm, so splendidly calm, so utterly, utterly brave. <laughs> Goodbye, Charles. Wave to me as you go up. I will. Goodbye. Going up, first four ladies' lingerie, household goods and fairy crop. Mind it all.
Oh, that took me back, you know. I know. I know you know. And finally, trends in pop music. And to find out more about the business, I went along to Tin Pan Alley the other day to a song publisher's called Bona Beat Songs Limited. Hello, anyone there? Oh, hello, I'm Julian. This is my friend Sandy. Oh, it's Mr. Orne. Oh, our bonnet of Arvurique again. <laughs> oh, what brings you trolling in here, then? Well, I'd like to find out a little bit more about the songwriting game. Oh. How, how do you set about composing a song? Oh, ah, yeah. well, first of all, you see, you need a good lyric. Yes. A lyric that's meaningful and deep with implications for the listener. Yes, doesn't it? Like, yes. uh, like uh, night and day, you are the one. Yes. yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's, that's got your actual soul about soul, it, isn't it? Yes, soul, there's, or soul. there's uh, the party's over. It's all over, my friend. I mean, <laughs> that's lovely. That's lovely. No, that's lovely. That is poignant, poignant. isn't it? It's poignant. <laughs> that is. I mean, Jewel and me, we get inspired in the strangest places. <laughs> Yes, I can, I can imagine. Yes, for instance, Julia often has blinding flashes in the bath. The bath, bath don't bath. you? Oh, yes. Tell him about yeah, that. It comes Julie. over me in waves. It comes it over me in waves. <laughs> <laughs> then, see, as soon as it comes over my eyes, I have to leap out and go straight down onto the upright while the muse is on me. While the muse yes. is on me. Yeah, I see a sort of, uh, sort of plug number. Oh! <laughs> He's bold! Goes to <laughs> Well, now, um... Now, what are you doing at the moment? Well, well we are, we're working on theme songs for television. Television? Things think? like uh, mm -hmm. Doctor Who stole my heart away. Yeah, oh, yeah, that stole my heart away. And then we did one for a TV serial. Do that one they did for the TV serial. Do that one. From the moment I heard your name, my heart was all aflame. He'll never be the same. You're my hands back up now. Turn pain alive. Oh, very moving. See, he was moved. He was moved. moved. He was really moved. But they won't be sorted by that, so we turned our attention to films. We're doing the title song for After the Fox. But I heard that Bert Bacharach was writing that. Oh, uh, yes, but we're hoping to get ours in first. Yes. I mean, we haven't actually arrived at our fate accomplice. Complete. That's right, you're French. Mm. French. <laughs> French. <laughs> the trouble is, you see... Go on, no, go on. No, wait, you want to let me get on with this. The trouble is, Miss Horn, working the title of the film into the song. We're toying with two ideas. We haven't decided which one yet. It's either I was after the fox till I met you. Or the other version is I'm not kissing you after the fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd be hard put to it to choose. Who's hard put to it, Sam? Well, he would be at his age. Anyway... <laughs> We're concentrating now on a speciality, which is theme songs for your horror pictures, horror. you see, your ho actual horror mm. picture. Do you like to hear our latest? I can hardly contain my indifference. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right, on the piano, Jewel. Right. On the piano, she yes. allows the lapis on the striller's boner. Mm. Right, right. <laughs> Come on. Come on, flex yourself. She does. Flex yourself. Your flex. Yes. Flex. Aye. Right, vamp till ready. Aye. Aye. <laughs> I said vamp. Oh. <laughs> Don't flutter your eyelids. <laughs> Ready? Yes. A one, a two. Rasputin, there's no 
disputing Though you're a mad monk You're not a bad monk You make me sad monk That's what you do <laughs> Because Rasputin You look so cute in A monastery And there they go, sort of Jules Stein and Frank Lesser. <laughs> Trouble is, it's difficult to work out which is the lesser of the two evils. Well, so much for this week's show, except for the Riddle Marie, which goes as follows. Now, my first part is clammy, my second part is green with stripes, my third part can't get through a door unless carried sideways, and the sum of my parts hangs from a chandelier. Now, what am I? Answers, please, not to me but to Eddie Braden, <laughs> who wants to know urgently as they're coming through his wall again. <laughs> see you next week. That was Round the Horn, starring Kenneth Horn with Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden and Bill Pertwee. On the musical side, you heard the Fraser Hayes Four and Edwin Braden and the Hornblowers. The script was written by Barry Chalk and Marty Feldman and produced by John Simmons. <laughs>